0: Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts, Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Welcome to the of Two Guys in a Mic. This is our postgame edition uh, after the Browns
1: um, Lions game today. Uh, in which the Browns won, uh, kind of
0: unconvincingly, But we won 13 to 10 uh, to improve our record to 6 and 5. I am one of your hosts. And today, I am your only host. I am RP. And one thing about this show, when I'm the only uh, only voice in the show, I don't really like doing the post-game shows without Sean, first of all. But uh, whenever I get a chance to do the shows by myself, it definitely gives me an opportunity to to go a little bit deeper, dig a little bit deeper, and scrape kind of the bottoms of of things that really uh, uh, kind of irritate me or bother me. So expect a lot of that tonight. Because uh, we we won today. And I won't say that it feels like we lost. It just doesn't feel like we won. Like I left today's game with more questions and, and answers. Um, I left today's games with uh, to today's game with more frustration. Like I didn't like today's game didn't solve anything. for me. I didn't watch today and say, "All right, Browns, finally y'all y'all figured it out." Or, whoo, man, I wasn't sure if y'all could do pull this off, and y'all pulled it off." You all know, look good doing it. Blah blah blah, such and such. We we got some issues, and I think we we've, we've had issues all the way throughout. I don't think these are new issues. Let's let's be honest. I don't think so. I think these are things that have existed, um, and I'll, I'll get into a little bit of that as I as I dig a little bit further um, into the game. So I'm gonna start to. You know, try try to tie it in and and pull it all together. So what what am I saying when I say there's some things going on, and there, so let's go back to a week ago, uh, where we got it handed to us by the the New England Patriots. We got it handed to us. It was clear that that. We were not playing as hard as they were. Uh, As Sean pointed out last week, it was one of the worst games that we've seen this team play or claim to play. uh, Probably since the first week of last season in which we got blown out by, by the Ravens. So pretty much ever since then, we've at least looked like we belonged on the field. Whether we won or lost, we looked like we belonged on the field. We may have had a a snafu here and a snafu there, but we look at least like we belonged on the field with uh, whoever else uh, was playing uh, against us. We haven't necessarily looked like that this this season in more than a game or so. We're so up and down. We're we're all over the place. And today is definitely one of those one of those situations. So, like I say. It's not.
1: I don't feel like we lost. I just don't know that we won. So,
0: one of the things that I enjoy doing uh, with the show, I like telling the story, and I like having something tell a story for me. So, usually my backgrounds, especially game day backgrounds. Now you may you may see me during the during our midweek show, and I may have just a backdrop of of the city. Uh, city in which I love so much uh, our skyline you may see something like that that's that's just a, a fair shot right there but usually after the games I have something that means something to the game something that means something to me something that makes a reference to how I think the game was played or how I think you know, the game, uh, the outcome of the game was. So anybody who knows this guy behind me, a lot of you guys have seen this scene uh, before. They know exactly what this picture is. It's one of my favorite movies. It is a picture of Andy Dufresne, uh, the main character in Shawshank Redemption.
1: Again,
0: again, Anybody who saw this movie knows exactly where and what this, where this is, and and what this references. The reason that Andy Dufresne is behind me is because this is how I think the Browns came out
1: of this game. We went through a tunnel of shit, and we escaped with a win, thirteen to ten, versus the 0 and eight.
0: Detroit Lions that's why I have my
1: guy Andy behind me so this game was not this game was not a
0: cohesive uh display today and that's kind of a letdown because I expected to see a little bit more coming out of uh this past week coming out of last week's game. I expected to see more of a cohesive feeling. I was expecting to, to get more of a cohesive feeling. I was expecting to get more
1: of a uh, of a thought. Uh, uh, how we're going to keep moving forward? We've reached
0: ten, you know, up until this game. We're we're at, you know, the ten week mark. So we're at a point in the season where. This needs to be who we are going forward, period. Period. Not, oh, we can go game to game and figure it out. You can game plan wise, but your attitude has to be the same moving forward. It has to be. It has to be. So that's not what I'm seeing. The one consistent thing that happens, and I've said it for weeks, There's one consistent thing that's happening with the Cleveland
1: Browns. And that's inconsistency on both sides of the ball. I don't know if that makes that two (laughs) two
0: different things that's happening, but we continue to see consistently inconsistent play from the offense and from the defense, consistent, inconsistent uh, coaching, and game planning from the offensive uh, uh, coordinators, who happens to be the head coach, and the defensive coordinator, who I think should be uh, let go of his and relieved of his duties uh, at the end of the season. Uh, but I'll get into that a little bit more in a second. So I, I just felt like it wasn't a cohesive game plan versus an 0-18 like, there are some things versus most 0-8 teams, and this is not an awful 0-8 team. They're bad because, of course, you're 0-8 coming into this game. not they 0-9. But coming into the game, this isn't the worst 0-8 team I've ever seen. Uh, they've played a lot of close games. They've been in uh, many of the games that they've lost. But uh, they they just aren't capable, especially... Uh, with this kid that played today, the quarterback, Tim Boyd, but they have some pretty solid moving pieces that can possibly potentially win them games. And that's what I mean when I say that they're not the worst OA team. I've, I've seen 0-18 teams that didn't have, you know, 10 shreds of talent on it. Uh, I believe that we may have been close to one of those teams, especially after the injuries, you know. Uh, but uh, Detroit isn't a terrible, terrible 0-8 team. However, they're st- excuse me, there's still 0-8. So there were some things that were set up uh, for us to take advantage of, and I don't know that we did that. And I put that on, uh, on, on the coaches. Um, this team played us tough. And out of those games that I mentioned earlier, that they played really, really close, uh, two of those games, prior to today, came versus AFC North teams. They they played to a tie with Pittsburgh uh, last week, and then a couple of weeks prior to that, they played to a, it took a, a record-breaking field goal uh, versus the Ravens, and otherwise, they would have won that game. So, they're, again, they're, they play us well. They played the AFC North well. They only lost by three to us, and we kind of escaped through the the tunnel of shit to get this win. Now, you might say, well, how did you escape through the tunnel of shit if we're saying they're not that bad? I'm saying that they're not that bad, but we should have played better. I don't know that we showed our best uh, side in this game, which is why that's what I think the tunnel of shit was. I don't think the tunnel of shit is the Detroit Lions. I personally think the tunnel of shit that we crawl through is a self-inflicted tunnel of shit. What do I mean? Glad you asked. So we had another tough week this week uh, leading up to this game. This game wasn't like a simple game. It wasn't an easy game uh, leading up to this, this week, should I say. It was a lot of backstories A lot of things happening out in Berea, uh, which is where the Browns practice facility is. Um, It was a lot popping this week. So this was probably the busiest week or the most emotional week or the most kind of, you know, week with action in it since OBJ was here. And during that week, you saw how the guys responded for that game. So this week was similar. During the week, if you guys don't know, and you haven't heard the chatter or haven't, you know, uh seen anything that led you to believe that everything was just a simple, you know, show up for meetings and do your walkthroughs and you know, take your COVID test, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't that kind of a week. Uh, after last week's game, Miles Garrett got in, uh said some things. I said he got into it. He really didn't get into it anyone. He uh had a few things to say about the adjustments, uh, the game plan adjustments. So this is the game plan. This ain't working. Are we gonna change this? Or are we gonna do something different? No, we're gonna keep doing the same thing. Bullshit. And that's basically what what Miles Garrett said. Uh, and I I uh included the bullshit part. So he didn't say that I did. But that's how he felt. He kind of alluded to him and the some of the guys on the team felt like come on, bro, you're you setting us up for failure. And uh, he had to have a discussion with the
1: coach um, about that, with the head coach, excuse me. To clear out the air and, you know, to get guys to feeling like,
0: okay, we're still in the same squad, right? But I think it's something to be said about that. I think Miles is right. You guys ain't, making the right calls. You guys ain't doing the right stuff. Where does that leave us as players? So once you start losing players, that's tough. And that's why Stefanski had to step in. He had a, a one-on-one meeting with, with Miles uh, during the week. And then the next thing you know, Miles wasn't at practice. I think that was Wednesday or Thursday. Then you also had Jarvis Landry, one of the leaders on the team, another leader because Miles is the leader as well. One of the leaders on the team coming out saying, man, I don't know why I'm not getting the ball. And not like he was gripping and griping. But I think that's just not his nature. The crazy part is, had this been OBJ saying the same thing, everybody would have been calling this dude selfish. Everybody would have been killing this guy. But it's Jarvis, so you're like, oh, I can understand. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Trust me, it is. When you're not getting your playmakers and the guys that are uh, capable of making a difference on the field, when you're not getting them the ball, you are going to have a problem and you should have a problem and they should be upset about it. The crazy part is we have this thought process that everybody should just be quiet and play. But be quiet and play for what? Like what's happening? There's nothing happening that's so great on the Cleveland Browns that we should just be quiet and never say a word, especially when you look at the numbers. And this is an analytical team, correct? So trust me, it's not that these guys don't see these numbers. and It's impossible for them not to. So my guy comes out, Jarvis comes out. He says, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, and, and he alluded to the other guys on the team, the other wide receivers, kind of like feeling like, yo, what's happening? I don't know why we're not getting targets." So uh, they come out. Uh, Baker comes out. He makes kind of a statement. Oh, we're going to do what we can to get the guy of ball some more. Okay. Stefanski comes out. He says the same thing you said about OBJ. Oh, we got to do more. We got to do better to get him the ball, blah, blah, blah. But why do you got to do better when that should be? What are you doing offensively that you got to do better at getting your playmakers the ball? I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted and confused at that thought process. But okay, So these are the things that were happening that we knew about during the week. So if that's what we knew about. There's these other things going on inside that locker room that nobody's saying anything about. And I said this a couple of weeks ago with the uh, OBJ situation, Now there are factions in that locker room. There are people in that locker room whispering. There are people in that locker room, you know, clamoring. And there's problems in that locker room. There's guys that don't trust the coaches. There's That's, that's why the coach pulled Miles in, because he knows, A, Miles has his ear to the ground, and B, He's one of the superstars and one of the leaders, and if he goes, everybody behind him is a domino. Big as he is, everybody behind him is a domino, so uh, I would expect to see some changes at the end of the season if things don't turn around and the Browns don't make the playoffs, uh, I, uh, defensively for sure, and I don't mean player-wise. I'm just saying in general, uh, with the coach Joe Woods, you you might have to go, bro. Uh, if it was up to me, it wouldn't even be a question, but... You know, I understand that this isn't how nobody listens to me. You know, these guys might listen to the show, but they probably ain't listening to what I think needs to happen. <laughs> so, but that's my thought in that. Um, so that was the week leading up to this game. So my thoughts were, man, these guys got to do things differently. They got to circle the wagons, and then they got to start making moves uh, into the game and you're playing a team that quote unquote isn't as good as you are so go in here and beat the brakes off these eight guys or at least if you're not going to beat the brakes off of them at least go into this game and and pose your will to where we know that you're a better team than this that's not what we saw today and the NFL is kind of set up that way where even the bad teams can can show up and and win. Uh, And Sean alluded to that a couple weeks ago. You know, there are no easy wins. And we were actually talking about this game. There are no easy wins. Ain't no gimmicks. And he's absolutely correct. So we went into this game and and you saw that. So uh, let's discuss the game. We talked about the week. I kind of gave you an overview of what I I felt happened today. And, and, you know, and I'm kind of, touch on that a little bit more, but I'll go a little bit more in depth this time around, and I'm going to talk about the defense first. Defensively, uh, if you just looked at the game in a a vacuum, you'll say we played better, we did better, we only gave up 10 points, wow, we were great, right, why don't I, we had a couple turnovers, all of these are things that we talked about we don't do and then and we didn't have some of that stuff, we we might be talking about a different type of game. We may have lost this game. So, you know, that's why I say we looked better. I don't know that I was impressed, though. Because, now, we played really, we actually played pretty good in the first half and terrible in the second half. I feel like we played terrible in the second half. Uh, That's when uh, the kid, uh, Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift, Kind of took off on us. We were doing pretty good against him. We were, we had held him to like forty something yards prior to that, but then he busted off to the you know the seventy something yard run, and then he you know busted off a couple of other runs, and he had to back up. Dude, busting off the, like it was it was starting to get kind of ugly, you know. In the second half, we were on the field a lot defensively, and that helped uh, Detroit a lot because we were a little bit uh, gassed. And you could tell um DeAndre Sweb ended up with uh like hundred and thirty-six yards and fourteen
1: carries. So we didn't do ourselves any favors. Uh, definitely not in the second half. We we were
0: we were pretty tight in the first half, and then the second half came and we didn't do so well offensively either, and that allowed uh Detroit to kind of get back. If you want to call, you know, chasing people down from ten points down or whatever, you know, if you want to call that, uh, you know, uh, chasing us down or whatever, if you want to call it whatever you want to call. I, I'm, I'm not again, as you can't tell, you can tell, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated with, uh, with this game, because we scored all our points in the second uh, quarter and did nothing after that. Um, The defense really couldn't stop. Here's here's something I don't understand. Again, I don't know what Joe Woods is making. I'm not sure what Joe Woods' uh, salary is. I don't know what um, his assistants, you know, the defensive backfield coaches and all these. I don't know what any of these guys make. But with Detroit coming into this game being 0-8, with Detroit coming into this game and Matt, I was about to say Matt Stafford, uh, Jared Goff is
1: not playing. You got a guy named Tim Boyd, who, I mean, I'm sure you're not afraid of this guy,
0: right? Okay, so why don't you just load up the box against uh, this Swift kid, who is really good, and has proven to be good. I think he had 140 something yards last week. So just load up the box
1: and work against this guy and force uh, Boyd to throw the ball. Oh, I know that's probably too
0: complicated, and you don't want to do that because it's against your analytics and blah blah and
1: blah blah. Right? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's another reason why I think this guy has to go.
0: Because I don't don't know that you have to be imaginative to do simple stuff. That's simple. Prove to me that we need to come out of this defense. I'm going to stop your run and I'm going to put the game in Tim Boyd's hand. Tell Tell me when I say something that
1: sounds ridiculous. I don't know that I did and I don't know that I have. And the fact that you didn't do this and
0: this wasn't your game plan, it makes me question every. Not that I haven't questioned everything he does anyway, but it really makes me question uh, your appointing, uh, your being appointed rather uh, to the defensive coordinator position, and makes me wonder why I'm not the damn defensive
1: coordinator or
0: Andy Dufresne. He's crawled through shit. You understand me?
1: Damn. Make the game simple for yourself. I don't get it. Over to the offensive side, please and thank. You. Unimpressive again. As I said, there was no cohesion to this game.
0: There was no cohesion to the offense. Um, I always, I almost always laud Kevin Stefanski on his play calling, especially early in the game. His his game planning, uh, his scripted plays, I think they are they generally equate to us scoring and it, they generally equate to us, you know, putting
1: ourselves at an advantage. Today, that didn't happen. And, you know, honestly speaking, today it was like the overall game plan
0: was just, I don't know if it was based in the execution because the execution was poor. And it definitely was poor on certain plays. I can't say
1: it was poor all day. But it was, you know, the execution was poor in spots. Um, but I don't I don't know where the blame is. And I'm not
0: necessarily trying to blame or say somebody stinks or whatever. I don't necessarily want to do that. I can and I am, and I might later on, but right now, just talking, you know, doing an overview of the offense, you know, as a whole. You know, I know that Nick was banged up from COVID. He probably wasn't even at hundred percent. I've had COVID and it it's it's it takes a little bit out of you. And if he wasn't at hundred percent, man, that dude played his behind off. That was, you know, as much as we throw around the tough word. I think Nick Chubb should get some some tough uh, credibility too. Uh, you know, some of you guys ain't even had COVID yet, but that's tough to play after having COVID. That's that's pretty tough. So um, the offense should have been based in and around Nick Chubb, and it seemed like it it was, but there was a variety of other throws and other uh, plays. Did I did I say throws? Damn. It makes me look like I'm pointing towards somebody. There was a problem with other things that happened uh, on the other side of the offense that brings question to some things. So the offense just wasn't, again, there was no cohesion. It it didn't look great. And we're playing against an 0-18, so you should have been able to put together Especially if this guy is some level of a guru, and by this guy I mean Kevin Stefanski, you should have been able to put up more than 13 points. Speaking of, now we're about to hit the specifics. Let's talk about
1: Coach Kevin Stefanski. How are you today, sir? Your great offense since the Cardinals game. Cardinals game, which was week three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Three. 14 points, 17 points, 10 points.
0: Somehow we mustered 41 points after OBJ left.
1: Okay, so that's the one anomaly. Seven points, 13 points. Let me say it again. so y'all here. Let's go. I didn't even include the, the, the
0: Minnesota game. I said since the Chargers game. If you want to, let's add the let's add the 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 Vikings game. Why not? So since week three, we've had one, two, three, four,
1: five, six, eight games since week three. Including week three, should I say. And in all but two of those games, we
0: haven't scored more than 17 points. Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator, offensive play caller, offensive guru, analytical genius. Are you freaking kidding me right now, bro? It's time for... This guy to give up the play calling, especially outside of the scripted plays. You're not what you're doing ain't working. Now I know some people will say, "Oh no, it's execution." I hear I, I am. I live on planet no excuses. It is the execution too, and I'll get to that. But Kevin Stefanski, I'm not sure that you could just call a game. I haven't seen you call a game where I didn't have a question of what you're doing. I haven't seen it yet. Last year, we caught people off guard. We ain't catching people off guard this year. People know what you do, and they just sitting around waiting on you. Go ahead, bro. Do it again. Let me see it again. Try it again. Oh, yeah, I knew you was going to do that. And you don't have a freaking plan B. You
1: don't have an answer. You don't have a way around it. You don't have a way around it and if you do you haven't shown it to us or to your team so i'm saying all of that stuff to say come on bro
0: give up the play calling stop being a freaking uh, uh anal retentive jackass and just give up the play calling you hired this guy this is your guy right? So. Let that guy have it, Uh, Alex Van Pelt. Let him have it. Let Bill Callahan have it. And you just sit in on the meetings and let them do the play calling, the end game play calling. You could even script the plays. Allow them to do the end game play calling, please. Because you stink at it.
1: You rest your hat on analytics. I'm glad I'm glad I said that. analytics. We were 5 for 13 on third downs. That's like
0: 26%. analytics. So so you want you want to talk numbers, bro? Cuz I can talk numbers with you. You're not good on third downs. Guess what else you're not good at? Fourth Thankfully, today, we didn't go for for a fourth down. Or we did, but I think it was a penalty on it, so we got the first down. I think, if I'm not, if I'm I'm trying to remember the game, Uh, it's it's much later in the day uh, as I'm recording. But um, regardless, we've watched this game all season. This game all season. We've watched this team all season. And they have not been, we have not been
1: good on fourth down. Terrible on fourth down. We'll go back to last week. We were one for freaking
0: 11 on, on third downs. And two for four on fourth down. I think that may have been our best third uh, fourth down efficiency in a while. But, you know, you wouldn't have to go for it on fourth downs if you got it right on third downs. And then, honestly, if you got it right
1: on second downs. We'll go back to the Broncos game. We were actually much better. The Broncos game was
0: much better, and we barely won that game. So just saying all that to say, Stefanski has to do a better job. I think him doing a better job equates to him giving up the play calling. I'm not calling for his head yet, but I'm going to start. Probably not by the end of the season unless I see something totally egregious, but I do see some tweaks that need to happen. We talked about it last week. I'm going to say it again uh, in a minute, but I got to go keep, keep on this offensive side of the ball.
1: Baker Mayfield. How you doing, bro? You good? You sure? I mean, because you got rid of your problem,
0: so you should be playing better, right? This so offense was so easy
1: last year because your problem wasn't here. Now, your problem's not here. So, what's the problem? Huh? I don't know you. what you say. Oh, yeah. You look terrible. And, and let me rephrase that I won't say you look terrible. I'll say you don't look really good. Today's game,
0: I've been I've been calling and I'll be honest, I'll be clear. I've been calling Baker Mayfield, basic Mayfield. Now why would I call my, my quarterback basic Mayfield? I'm calling him basic Mayfield because he's playing like a basic quarterback.
1: He can barely make regular throws. Um, He doesn't look great on the field. He doesn't
0: look good. He takes chances that he shouldn't take. And it's, it's playing out and it's working against the team. Now, as I was saying, making that statement, as I was talking, I could literally hear people either writing into the comments or inboxing me or texting me saying, you can't blame Baker. You can't do this with Baker. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. Listen, hey, I can blame whoever the hell I want. It's my damn show.
1: I can blame whoever I want. The good thing for you guys is that I'm fair. The bad thing for you guys is that I'm fair. I'm not blaming Baker Mayfield. I'm just not protecting him. You guys recall a couple weeks ago,
0: I told you, I'm done. I'm finished with 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 the with the excuse game. Ain't no more excuses, man. Baker need to man the hell up. And if he going to show his hurt ass up, his injured ass up and expect me to be impressed, he need to win one of these games. The reason we give a damn about the flu game is that Mike didn't just show his ass up.
1: He showed up, played his ass off and won. You know, the Willis Reed game in the finals, where this dude limp
0: out the, he limp out the uh, out the tunnel and the crowd goes crazy and it gives the team a uh, an emotional boost. He didn't play that much. But his team won. That's why everybody remembers it. So if you're gonna go your ass out there, your hobbled ass out there. And and barely win games or barely make an impact in those games, it don't make no damn difference. Now I said a couple weeks ago, because I have I've heard people say,
1: "Son of a bitch," I've heard people say, well, Baker's hurt. He, him knee hurt. Him shoulders torn. Well, sit your ass down then." I
0: called for his ass to go sit down a, a, almost a month ago. When did we play?
1: Let me look. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to say a month.
0: But it was. It was two weeks ago. So we're three games past that. I, I called for him to sit down the Bengals game. I'm sorry. I take that back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. It has been a month. That was the Pittsburgh game. I I called for him to sit out that Pittsburgh game, you know, where we scored 10 points, but we tried to act like we had to have him on the field to, to get us 10 points because maybe Case Keenum couldn't muster up 10 points or look as poor as Baker looked in that game, getting 10 points.
1: People called me all kinds of stuff. People text me, especially after uh, the
0: Bengals game. Oh, everybody was on my ass, you know. Oh yeah, don't start him. You wanted him out. Blah blah blah. Everybody was giving me grief. However, now everybody's like, oh, he's hurt. He probably shouldn't. No, no. Yes, yes. The hell he should. Yes, the hell he should
1: start. Because you need your your best player, right? That's what everybody was telling me a couple of weeks ago. Now you want him to sit out. No, he can't sit out now because now we're in the meat. My favorite, one of my favorite phrases
0: on this show. Now we're in the meat and potatoes of this thing. Can't go sit out now. We need our best player. See, you see how this starts to, listen, I don't just say stuff. I say stuff because I've thought it through. I put my notes down, I watched the game thinking noteworthy stuff. Not just noteworthy stuff to write down. I watched the game with the expectation of us winning, but I also watched the game and I put pick and push things to a point that it allows me to break down you know what happened a little bit better. So my thought about this dude not playing had a lot to do with us winning the division, had a lot to do with us winning uh, in the playoffs. You got to be healthy in some capacity to pull some of that off unless you like a superstar. Baker ain't no superstar. Baker's a basic quarterback. And that's what he looks like right now. Basic Mayfield. This offense is not doing this guy any favors. But he he does what he can within the offense. But he's basic, and if you're telling me he's basic because he's hurt, then he needs to go sit his basic ass down until he can get healthy to not be basic. Why is this so freaking hard to
1: understand? Why is it's like freaking rocket science? It's not that difficult. He's hurt. He wasn't that great when he wasn't hurt. <laughs> so what are we talking about? I ain't saying you need to go get the, the surgery or
0: whatever, but a week off or two weeks off, and this falls as to Stefanski's lap. a week off or two weeks off, what's the problem? The coach should put you in the best position for your team, whatever team that is. I don't care if it's a bowling team. I don't care if it's a golf team. I don't care if it's a debate team. Your coach, your coach should put you in the best position to win. And when the coach doesn't do that, it means a couple of things. Number one, Kevin Stefanski weak, man. When is he going to tell Baker to sit his ass down? i tell you why he ain't put, putting Baker down. And this is another problem. Where are we going in on Baker? I'm going to go in on him too. But if we're going in on Baker, let's go in on folks. This is what I mean when I talk about fair assessment. Let's be fair. Let's call not just a spade a spade. Let's call all the spades spades. Let's do
1: that. Because to me, that's more important. Let's not leave nothing out. Don't tell me about uh,
0: the drop passes that Baker had last week. You ain't gonna tell me about them badass throws Baker had
1: last week. All I'm saying is this: I'm done with the excuses. Baker
0: was basic again today. Seems to be the norm. Kevin Stefanski was basic as hell today too. It was a terrible game plan. It was it was a hard game to watch. Uh, we squeaked one out. We we squoosed our ass through a shit tube and came out with a dub.
1: It's that it's, it's, it's that uh, it's that simple. Uh, it's that simple. I don't, I don't know that it needs to be more than that. I don't think it needs to,
0: to be over overstayed. Thank God for Nick Chubb. Thank God for Nick Chubb. And thank God for those Badass passes that Tim Boyd threw. Baker was 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 not good today, and I know a few Baker advocates. They did even reach out to me today. You know why? This Baker was terrible, and it wasn't just the offensive line, and it wasn't just the play calling, and it wasn't just you know all the other built-in excuses that we have for him. Baker was bad today. Those two picks were two of the worst picks. And ain't nobody going to say nothing about him forcing them passes in to Jarvis either. Nobody's going to say a word about it. Everybody's okay with it. But when he was, quote, unquote, forcing it to OBJ, it was a problem, right? Let me tell you. let Let me talk about those forced passes to Jarvis. Those
1: four catches for 26 yards. Yeah, he forced the shit out of that ball. A couple of those are interceptions, by the way. Those was just the catches.
0: So he had more targets than that. What I'm saying is, ain't nobody going to say a word about him forcing the ball to him. But y'all had all of that to say anytime he threw it towards OBJ. This is what makes me mad because of the inconsistency of the fans, the inconsistency of the coverage of this team.
1: I'm here to be fair. I'm here to be honest. I'm here to scrutinize, but I'm also here to celebrate. And when I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. Especially if I'm proven wrong.
0: It's one thing to say you're wrong just because you don't agree with me or I don't agree with you. But it's something else to have an opinion. Say, uh, whatever that opinion is, and then have a different outcome, and then come back and you just sit down and you say, "I had a pastor tell me this. My my pastor from some years ago. Um, he flat out told me, you know, uh, people don't say sorry enough. We don't we don't we don't sit down and, and retract statements. We don't sit down and say, you know what, I was wrong. People don't say that. People
1: don't say that." but we do a really good job of that on the show. So I don't have a
0: problem saying too much of anything because I'll just stand behind my word. And if I'm wrong, I'll stand behind, you know, apologizing or saying, damn dog, I didn't expect that to happen. That was incredible. They did a really good job. Boom, 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 they just keep it moving.
1: We're easy like that over here. However, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is that
0: easy going or that that smooth uh, with his thought process or with his game plan. I think today's game plan was trash. I also think his game plan today was, as I said, uh, ruined by Baker and his terrible throw um, in a scripted play. I think his scripted plays were ruined. Who knew knew or who knows what could have happened at some point? In a game, if there wasn't a turnover, right? Maybe we could have scored a touchdown. Maybe, but Baker threw one of the worst passes I've seen in a while uh, since last week. <laughs> he threw one of the worst passes I've seen since last week. And he threw he he threw a few of them today, a few really bad passes. Like, I mean, he was just off. You know, and, and, and he
1: quit telling me he's hurt. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. He keep he keeps showing up. Don't he? He keeps showing up. So I don't want to hear it. Nobody cared that OBJ might have been hurt. Nobody.
0: Nobody talks about OBJ being hurt. Everybody just says their negative stuff about him. So why do I need to care about Baker? And I don't want to make this about OBJ and Baker. What I'm saying is, when somebody's playing poorly, we need to talk about how they're playing poorly. We need to stop with the excuses. We need to just hold people accountable. You know, people need to catch these balls. Uh, Rashard Higgins had a job today. He should have caught that freaking ball. It would have helped the team. I don't know. Maybe we would not just one by three. I know a lot of people would just be like, oh, well, we won. That's good. I don't disagree with that. I don't.
1: However, this is a game that you didn't have to, to, to go down to the wire. And we went down to the wire because of three things. Well, four things.
0: Stefanski, Joe Woods, Becker Mayfield, and the execution of the rest of the team.
1: In a nutshell. And I want y'all to know something. I just said it. Meat and potatoes is coming up, man. Meat
0: and freaking potatoes is coming up. We on national TV next Sunday night. I tell you what,
1: the Baker Mayfield I saw today don't need to be his ass on that field next week. I'm going to say it again. I'm about to start this train again. Baker needs to sit this game out.
0: We ain't going to win it with him no way. We are not going to win that game with him.
1: So sit his ass out. Let him get two weeks off and then maybe we can win the game when they come here. Novel thought, Kevin Stefanski, you
0: stink as a coach, man. At some point, you got to put your foot down, and I don't mean disciplinarian type thing, but you have to start coaching your team. You got to look your quarterback in the face and be like, "Nah, not today, homie. I'm gonna need you to go home and get some electrotherapy, or I'm gonna need you to go sit in the cold tub, or I'm gonna need you to, you know, you just keep sitting this dude out there. You just keep." putting him in a line of fire, uh, throwing damn near 30 times. And there's parts of me that I can't say nothing about it. You know why? Because like I said, no excuses. If you're taking your dumb ass out there and you know you hurt, yeah. Put his ass out there. Put it, let him, shit, let him take, let him tee off
1: against him. Because he ain't hurt, right? So I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted for real. Because
0: I, I sit on the side of, damn it, you're ruining the season for me as a, as a fan. But I'm also on the side of, shit, you're going to take your dumb ass out there, then you need to be making these plays. So it, it's really tough, you know, from one side to the other side. But the one thing that we do have is a decent running game. So to me, you need to run the ball more. You can't, I, and I'm fine with Nick getting 22 carries, but you know, you need to have, you need to start cutting into that Baker, to Baker's uh, shit. Like, his coaches don't do him favors, bro. They just keep putting him out there, you know, on the skewer. All right, nigga, we just gonna keep winding him up. Eventually, he gonna be, uh, if, if, you know, listen, he already well done, but eventually, he gonna be uh, a medium, you know, and tender if I just keep spinning his ass around on his spit. It's just silly, man. It's silly. I don't like where it's going, and I and I hope that this team figures it out because we're not in a good spot right now, and it doesn't look like we're going to be in a good spot. You know, after next week, we lose this game next week, we have severely hindered ourselves um, because next week is a divisional game against uh, Baltimore. So. If we if, if we don't win this game, man, we we are putting ourselves at a great uh,
1: disadvantage. But uh, it is what it is. So again, I I, I didn't I, I
0: think I just kind of came off like we lost today. I didn't mean to come off that way, but I, I know I don't feel like we won. I just don't feel like we won. So. Um, that's my spiel for the day. I'm not going to continue to go on uh, further to bore you with with the stuff that I, you know, my agitation and my frustration. And I've been doing a really good. I've transformed myself from a guy who was super agitated to a guy that could work through his agitation to give you full-fledged facts uninterrupted by
1: emotion from my psychology days right there. So um, this show will be
0: this show and every show uh, will be streamed audio on uh, Spotify. It will be streamed audio on uh, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, as well as on Anchor. And then, of course, our Uh, Video uh, version of our podcast will be shown on YouTube. You can tune into the audio and to the video at two guys and a mic 216 on all of those uh, streams that uh, we just or that I just uh, pointed you towards. Please uh, go in, listen to us, uh, give us some comments, give us some likes and thumbs up. On the uh, on the YouTube, please subscribe to the page. Also, like the page. And then also, comment. We like the interactions. We also have IG, and we also have uh, Facebook, two guys at Mike216. Again, like and follow on those, and also comment. We do a really good job of trying to get back at, at uh, everyone who uh, posts uh, comments for us. So nothing has changed. We still have the same, um, you know, theory and that same thing. We want to make sure that we engage. We want to make sure that we uh, let people know that we're here and we're not just here for ourselves. We're here for you guys as well. So check us out uh, in the middle of the week. Uh, Friday, I think, we'll probably be able to
1: show We don't see you guys before that. Thanks, given. Love you
0: guys. Thanks. You've just listened to two guys in a mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us later on this week as our midweek podcast I will be streaming. Until
1: then, peace.